Harry Butthole Podcast is produced in partnership with Joy Sauce. Harry Butthole. Welcome to Harry Butthole Podcast. This is a podcast based on the Korean saying, if you laugh while crying, hair grows out of your butthole. I'm your host, Young Me Mayor. Each week, I discuss a sad story or sad topic, and I try to laugh about it. And, you know, every week I make the joke that I do I do it for the reason of making hair grow out of your butthole because of that Korean saying. But honestly, I, I the reason that I chose to do a podcast where I talk about sad things and difficult things is because I've noticed that or, or you know, choose, choose sad things and then laugh about it is because I noticed that a lot of people um, struggle with talking about their personal trauma or hardships. And I, I'm not sure exactly why, but my personality is that I don't have a hard time talking about stuff that's traditionally difficult and I've noticed that it's helpful for people to hear that you know um I know I say that a lot but I feel like I've been doing the hairy butthole joke for so long that you know if you're ever wondering why somebody would do a podcast like this that's the reason why because it does seem to help people who struggle and I think you know the nature of trauma is that it's hard to talk about and then you don't and then you're you feel so fucking isolated like you're the only person in the world that's ever been through this but that's not true i have also been through it and you know what i'm laughing about it so hopefully that makes you feel better and i sort of feel like that's why a lot of you listen to this podcast so this week i don't know why i sometimes i feel like am i explaining stuff like am i saying the same thing over and over again but then i, I think that that's like what podcasts are about you know you just you just hear the same thing over and over again. And that's also, I feel like, how um, healing is for me. You know, I talk, I talk about therapy a lot. And I always, I always saw it as this, I'm going to talk about this traumatic thing one time. And then, and then I, I'm going to solve it forever. But as I've been doing it for years and years, what I've realized is, you just kind of come back, you know, you come back in circles over and over again, and you like just touch it. And every time you come back, it's less and less. And then, you know, and then it's uh, a level that's livable, I guess, because some some of that just never goes away, but it just becomes manageable. So yeah, maybe it's good that you're hearing it over and over again. Um, What the fuck am I doing? What am I talking about? Oh, this week, I wanted to talk about this topic, which is very, it had a very profound lasting impact on me and my personality. To this day, I'm discovering things about myself. And I, I just discovered something that was com- directly related to this um, event. And so I thought I would talk on about it because it is so extremely common. And it is teenage sexual or romantic relationships with adults, right? Um, And my personal experience is as like a cisgendered, at the time, straight girl, teenage girl, having relationships with cisgendered, straight 
adult men. And so I'm going to talk about that experience specifically in that like heteronormative dynamic. Um, And I think the reason why it's important for me to point that out is number one, like I said, it's so fucking extremely common that people, I think, think it's quote unquote normal. Some people think it's normal, natural. Some people, I think, even think it's like a better kind of dynamic and relationship than two adults, which creepy and weird. But I think a lot of people believe that this very young female child adult male dynamic is good and um, healthy. And I have a lot of thoughts on why so many people in this entire world, this is obviously not just like a one culture thing. It's like, you know, throughout the entire world, this happens. I have a lot of thoughts on why people think it's good. And, (laughs) and I think it's important as somebody that uh, was part of that power dynamic in the less powerful role, you know, being the female child. I think it's important that I talk about it from that perspective because we, it's it's weird to say we rarely hear it because I think now with social media, I have seen a lot of people, you know, with my perspective talk about it. But I think traditionally in like mainstream media, like Hollywood, we never heard from that side, right? It was always like, the narrative was always led by adult men who had a lot of power that write movies where the where the girl is 16 and the man has a beard that connects, you know, like Prince Charming is coming to get the 16 year old princess and I can see his chest hair through his suit of armor. So we know he is well into his twenties or thirties. Um, and so I have a lot of thoughts on that. That's what I'm going to talk about. The reason why I came to the decision to discuss this this week is because earlier this week I was reading this book and it's written by someone um, that's like fully Gen X, right? And there's this part of the book where he is discussing music that he listened to growing up. And, you know, the music that mostly impacts impacted him, like everybody, was the music that was around when he was 12 or 13. And I think it's very common, you know, for most of us who really love certain bands, we sort of love bands that like popped off around that time. Because I think there's something about that age where music really touches you. And statistically, that's the most powerful dynamic in the music industry. That's the age where those people buy the most records was 1975 buy the most records these teenagers um but you know what i mean like even today it's like that age group is the age the demographic that even the music industry says is the most powerful right and so i was reading this gen x book about all this music that came out when this this person was 12 13 and i was like what the fuck i I know all these bands. 
these are the bands that I listened to as a teenager. I knew, I knew every single band that he was talking about. And he was talking about like all these things that people that were involved in music back then talked about like posers and selling out and things like that. And I was like, why do I know everything <clears throat> about this person's musical um, what, what, genre, not genre, but like time era when I was born like at least 10 years after him? And I, it fucking dawned on me in 2023 as a 38 year old that I have the musical taste of someone that's 10 years older than me. Because when I was a teenager, that formative part of my life when I was forming opinions on music and art, I was dating people that were 10 years older than me. And it like blew my mind. Because basically I was in these relationships with adult men. Uh, that's my ice water. Um, Is that like a good ASMR? Sorry, I have ADHD. I can't keep focused. Um, so it blew my mind because like I said in the beginning, these relationships had a profound effect on my personality and I see those effects to this day, but then I'm discovering new things every day. Like, holy shit. I have the musical taste of a fucking man that lives in Brooklyn that collects vinyl records, you know? He has a brownstone and he's divorced from his wife and and he's like p playing the fuck playing like the pixies and like anyway and um like i like i know who the butthole surfers are well i think that's a pretty famous band you know what i mean um i don't even know if that's like gen x i you know what i've to be honest with you i was like try i was going to like give you examples of like music that i was listening to and I have like repressed that memory so hard that I didn't even realize until I was reading this book. And I was like, why do I know all these bands? And it like came flooding back to me. But, you know, I've repressed those memories. Like, I feel like I don't even listen to that music anymore because it's so fucking triggering. Um, and so, like, you know, like these relationships like affected me profoundly in ways. And I think this example, a lot of people will hear me talking about it and be like, well, that's good. A lot of guys taught you about good music or something but to be very honest with you the ways that the these relationships that I, I had as a teenager affected me were very extremely fucking negative let's let's not play around here you know when you're a teenager i know a lot of people consider that to be like adult e adult adjacent you are a fucking child you are a full-blown child you're in a stage of childhood that's confusing because, you know, a lot of ways your body looks like an adult and your mind works in the similar way as adults. But there are, are, are huge parts of you that are fully, fully underdeveloped and fully not ready to take on adult relationships and having those taken advantage of fucks you up. So so just just so you know, it's not going to be like me being like, I'm so glad that when I was 16, some fucking man taught me about Fugazi and the importance of not selling out. Like, that's not what's going to happen. Um, it's just, you know, it's just a lot of trauma. So um, and then another reason that I wanted to talk about this was because, you know, like I kind of touched on earlier, 
I, you know, I've made a, f- a few jokes about this topic online. And whenever I do, the comment section is just like flooded with women who went through the same thing. They're like, yep, I had a 27 year old boyfriend when I was 15 too. It's like so, it's such a like huge part of our society. And it's so fucked up, but it's so common. Um, and I think we have to fucking talk about it you know um and then and then just lastly why i want to talk about and why it was important to me to point out that it was like the heterosexual version of this dynamic is you know these days i don't know what's going on online people have lost their goddamn minds and all these you know conservative like conspiracy theory QAnon people are obsessed with talking about gay people being groomers and trans people being groomers and they're obsessed with this idea and and like I have no idea why because they all have access to the same statistics that I do and the statistics are saying 99.999% that's not the actual number it's probably like I don't know 80% or whatever you can google it the the majority of children who are in inappropriate relationships or being abused in that way by adults are they're, they're, the perpetrators are cisgendered men like right like that's just like the majority of who is doing this to children and teenagers teenagers who are children let's be honest and their victims are usually female children but also male children and the the number of you know female children to male children the difference is not that great do you know what i mean so it's like whatever child is being harmed it's usually a cisgendered man you know and i'm not like trying to be like evil or whatever but i'm just saying like if we all as a society really do care about the safety of these children we we have to be honest right like we let's just look at the fucking numbers like it's not trans people you know like Anyway, um, I just want to like put this out there because it's like something that's like so upsetting to me because it's like things that are like super obvious that are really upsetting to me when people say things that I'm like, you can just look up like statistics. Like, why do you keep like pushing this point? You know what I mean? Um, But I think like a good example of somebody that like is just like willfully ignorant about this is jk rowling obviously she's like on this like weird tirade about trans people and obviously i don't follow her on social media but a while ago i like checked her twitter feed just to see like what she was up to and she was posting all this like just constantly posting about trans people and the threat and she posted this story um about a trans person in a public bathroom that like harmed some children like molested them or something like that and she was like and she wrote something like, you know, I don't hate trans people. I just want to protect our children. That's what she wrote. And I was like, I was like, okay, so the the way that you're protecting children that are getting abused in this particular way is reposting a news story from 2018 where one trans person did this act that that, you know, millions of straight cis men, you know, in the UK alone where you live are doing to their children and children in their community every day. So you care about this one trans person. You think that's a bigger evil than the millions of like 
like straight cis men. Do you know what I mean? Like it just doesn't add up. It's like total bullshit. She doesn't give a shit about those children. She just hates trans people. Um, but that that kind of stuff like really annoys me. You know, on top of the fact that I, I like was a victim of this particular kind of harmful dynamic. And it's like, you know, I think not only is this conversation where they sort of center uh, or like try to change the argument into like an anti-gay, anti-trans argument is like, not only are you harming LGBTQIA people, but then you're also harming the children of the victims of the of the fucking that that you're pretending that you care about. You know what I mean? Like J.K. Rowling is harming the children that actually the majority of them that go through this by making the focal point about something else that it has nothing to do with, you know? So that that was like really upsetting. I don't know if that was like too much of a ranty rant, but I'm assuming everyone that's listening to this is probably on the same page with that. It's just so infuriating, you know? And... Um, and then I guess before I was like, I'm going to touch a little bit on my like personal history, just so you know what that looked like. But before I touch on that, I'm just going to tell you my thoughts on why I think it's so common and how people are reacting to it, that I think it's that they are acting like it's acceptable because it's so common um, I think the major driving force to, and I, you know, I feel like I already said this, but like the major driving force to why so many people are okay with these relationships or like have this warped idea that it's natural is that so much of the, the narrative, like I said, is written by men, right? And obviously it's like throughout history, there's like uh, folk tales and fairy tales where it's like a, a young girl and then old man and fast forward to today it's like Hollywood where it's like Al Pacino and he's 85 and it's you know the 18 year old new newest starlet in Hollywood and everyone's just like watching this movie like I guess this is normal um but obviously you look at who like writes those movies or like wrote those like stories down historically and it's like men right so it's like we're picking up this skewed perspective from one group of people. And I'm going to say something here that like I sort of realized as an older person because, and I'm going to come at this place like where I understand if you are one of the the people that sort of think that these relationships are okay. And I, I know that like publicly a lot of people don't say that, but if you look at comments online, a lot of people, I think, secretly think that and just don't say it, right? So if you're one of these people that, like, think that it's okay, I'm going to tell you that I also thought that it was okay. And when I was a teenager in these relationships, I was like, I'm not being abused. I thought that I had, like, like um, autonomy and I could understand and I had the choice to be in these relationships. And I very much saw myself as an adult, right? And if anybody said to me, like, that's, that's, he's taking advantage of you or you're being abused, I would say the very classic thing that people still say, I would say, because it was usually, you know, an older woman, I would say, you're old, and you're jealous, right? 
And I want to talk about that idea because looking back, I can see pretty much that obviously it's a lot of internalized misogyny. And when you see these men online, these horrible men that like defend this practice, they that's like their number one comeback, right? Like older women saying that that's gross when a, like Leonardo DiCaprio is dating a 19 year old are just jealous because he's no longer interested in them. And I just want to say, as somebody that bought into that, like propaganda, that is such a powerful weapon of abuse. You know, it's like, it's like when um, an abuser says, don't tell anybody because you don't want to be a victim. The worst thing you could be is a victim. Like, don't act like a victim. And the person that's being victimized never shares that because they're embarrassed it's like it's like that sort of it's like a self-protection um I don't even know like mechanism that's built into this type of abuse you know like a girl a 15 year old girl is dating some 50 year old guy or not that not even that old whatever 30 and he's like taking advantage of her and it's like an abusive situation and if somebody comes in to help her and say, hey, like you're too young, he's like, look at her. She's old. She's jealous of you. It's like playing into the emotions of this child, you know? And I remember when I was a kid, like being like, oh, yeah, she's jealous. And then obviously now as an adult, I'm like, that was disgusting. And these people were aware of it and trying to help me. But I had bought into the lie that was being fed to me by the abuser, right? Like, oh, don't don't call yourself a victim. They're just jealous of you. It was like uh, working on my emotions to protect that man. Um, and so I, I fully understand um, how it keeps getting like perpetuated in society. And then on top of that, not only do the, the girls that are in the, these relationships buy into these like harmful lies fed to them by the abuser but society as a whole like the people looking in from the outside also bought into these ideas of internalized misogyny right because you'll see a lot of times like a like a teacher will get fired for having slept with a high school student and you'll see it all the time like the moms of the other students are like well that girl is a slut she dresses like a slut, no wonder. And she tricked him. She tricked this man um, into having a relationship with her. And now he's going to jail. And she, she got straight A's or something. And those people like, have been like sort of brainwashed to think that a 15-year-old girl is the villain or the conniving, manipulative person. When in fact... You know, like a 45-year-old man manipulating a 15-year-old is, it's like, he's the fucking villain, you know? And I think it's like a lot of people will see, I think it's a lot of like internalized hatred for young girls, you know? A lot of people will see a young girl that's 15 and like vivacious or like, you know, like attractive and full of energy and they they have all these emotions about that. And they like villainize her in her in their heads, you know. Um, and so 
it's such a strong like like I want to call it like a drug almost like everyone's bought into this like drinking the Kool-Aid of like these girls are horrible and these men that are adults are poor and we should feel bad for them or something and so I can like I understand like why people think that it's normal and okay but I think if you have been through these relationships as a teenage girl and you grew up um you start to really see like your eyes like open to like how how like disturbing that all is and and you didn't even know because like I was I felt really antagonized by society like people were very much like thinking it was like me being a fucking floozy or something and so it felt like I had nowhere to turn um so it's really important for me when I see young people not just you know girls but young people like it's really important to me to be like try to explain it in a way where it doesn't sound like it can't be manipulated into me sounding like I'm jealous you know like if you are like if you're listening to this and you happen to be a young person in a relationship with an adult male it's we're not we're not jealous of your man like we're we're trying to help you please just as somebody that went through it and it took me so many years to and a lot of therapy to heal what was like what was ruined in me in those years please listen to me i'm trying to help you and this is going to be a really mean analogy but if 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 you're going through this right now i'm going to explain it to you and i've used this metaphor before but it's like it's like the rat pizza metaphor you know like when you walk by a garbage can and there's a rat eating like a slice of pizza because it found an entire slice of pizza in the garbage and it's like fuck yeah this is the best thing that's ever happened to me like when you walk by that rat it tries to like hide the slice of pizza like don't touch my pizza this is mine and you're looking at the rat like i'm trying to help you i know that this i know that the slice of pizza looks amazing but I have life experience and I can tell you that it's a piece of garbage. It's garbage, girl. Run. And then the rat's like, you're just jealous because you're old. You, do you know? Like, that's what's going on right now. I'm just trying to help you from the garbage. Um, and I always think it's so funny when people are like, oh, you're just saying this because you're jealous. It's like, who are the men that are doing this? Who are we talking about here? Dane Cook? Oh my God, don't tell me. It's like, Dane Cook isn't attracted to me because I'm over the age of 17. Oh, boo fucking who. L- let's, let's, let's be very honest with ourselves here. It, that's not what's happening, right? Um, anyway, th- that was my uh, little, that's why I think it's going on. Oh, I also wanted to say something else about this. It's, I just, you know, I'm just like, it's just not normal. It's not normal to like, be attracted to somebody that's barely that is a child it's just not normal and I just feel like there's such powerful forces in our collective all of our societies that are trying to like normalize it it's like it isn't normal if if it is happening to it is happening to so many men in our like in our world but that just means that it's like it's pathological and we have to figure out why it keeps happening right? Like it's a problem that we all have to solve together. It's not, oh, everyone does it. So it's okay. You know, like 70% of the world has herpes, but we we're trying very hard to like 
make sure that that number goes down because it's like painful and I have oral herpes by the way I'm not making fun of you if you have herpes but like we don't want to like we don't want more people to get herpes do you know what I mean and just because everyone's everyone has it now doesn't doesn't make it okay it's it hurts you know anyway um that's like my view on it um what else was gonna say i was gonna say what did i oh i oh i was gonna tell you my personal experience so my personal experience is as a teenager i okay i think like i'm gonna try to like remember every single thing that happened but when i was like around 14 i wasn't it wasn't like sexual or anything but i was like sort of seeing somebody i was 25 for a little bit and then I like cut, um, this is, this is more proof of the garbage pizza. I cut my hair and then I saw him and he was like, ew. And then he like never talked to me again. So that, that's what I mean by garbage pizza. Right. <laughs> and I mean, that's like an important, that's an important um, thing to discuss. I think because when we say the men that are like going for children are not fucking okay upstairs. Right. Because what they're looking for in a, a young a child that's that young beyond not only about the physical attraction but they're looking for someone that's easily manipulated and controlled right like is that everyone's on the same page with that right because me at that age like yes I looked young but like let's say you know like between the ages of 17 and like an appropriate age like 22 I looked basically the same right so like why and they're like, if you want somebody that looks physically young, you can date somebody that's like 27, 28. And like a lot of people still look exactly the same as they're teenagers. You know, not everybody. But if that's what you're looking for in terms of physical attraction, you can find someone that appears very young. I mean, not like gross young, like barely legal young, but just like in their people in their 20s still look very youthful, you know, like but they're not dating people that are 27. They're dating people that are like 17. Why? Because there's a huge difference. The only big difference between like a teenager and like somebody in their 20s is the like the malleableness of their personalities. Because when I was like a teenager, some guy would be like, why did you cut your hair? I'd be like, I'm so sorry. Like, you know what I mean? Whereas in as a 25 year old i'd be like what the fuck is wrong with you that's weird and creepy it's my hair like i would stand up for myself and so that's the garbage pizza part right like the guy that's gonna get mad at you for cutting your hair um and then all the relationships i oh wait that was the first one and then after that i was in a relationship oh i slept with like a bunch of people (laughs) um sorry i'm like really fighting the urge to say based right now but I uh, slept with a bunch of people that were in their like 20s when from the years of like 16 to 17 one year based um uh, I think if I remember I'm going to try to remember all of them but there was like one person that was 23 one person that was like 27 yikes one person that was like 24 and I'm I'm not going to think about this anymore this is triggering but um and then I was in a relationship from when I was 17 with someone that was 26 until I was 20, right? So that was like a long relationship. And I was still in high school. He was 26 when we started dating. Um, and then I guess 29 when we stopped dating. That is so old. What the fuck? Um, 
And that relationship was very formative because it was very long. It was like my first relationship. And, you know, like I said, this person was very controlling. There was a reason why he was dating a 17-year-old. Um, he was very fucking broke. No, you know, we, right? He was so broke, but like just the fact that he had his own apartment and a room, he had a roommate, obviously. That was like, oh my God, are you a millionaire? Like when you're 17, that's amazing that somebody has their own apartment, you know? And, but like, was just so broke. Like we couldn't eat anything or do anything. And what else was controlling, you know, was somebody that at my age, like, like at my age, I could date a 29 year old and it wouldn't like be that weird, but I would never ever in a hundred years date this person because they just not only not just because they were poor because that's totally fine but because they they just didn't have their shit together like emotionally or mentally like they they were like really fucked up in the head they hadn't like matured in a way to make them viable partners for other 26 29 year olds right like they they would have to tap out of that group because you know when i was 26 29 i was way advanced in my life i would never date somebody like that and i just want to reiterate that it's not about the money obviously not because he was poor it's just like he's just stuck in this mode that like i couldn't even relate to right um again with the pizza garbage right but then um the the long-lasting effects of that relationship were very 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 abysmally low self-esteem because all of the stuff that it was basically like I was with someone that was very insecure, very underdeveloped emotionally and everything was like my fault. Right. And I internalized that. And I think a lot of, especially like female presenting children are raised with this idea that everything is like our fault. Right. Like if, if we did something better, then everything will be resolved. So I had this like very like my self-esteem was in fucking tatters you know I thought I was like the ugliest uh dumbest worthless person even more than I had from my childhood of like you know verbal physical and emotional abuse but um it was kind of like interesting because my childhood I had gone through this abuse where I was made to feel like I wasn't good enough and then it was like my soft launch into adult society. And the first person that was drawn to me was somebody that was going to agree with the version of my head that I had in my head, right? Myself that I had in my head. Like I was like, you know, I think I'm a piece of shit because I've been told a piece, I'm a piece of shit my whole life. Lo and behold, the first adult that wants to be in a relationship with me agrees that I'm a piece of shit. Um, and then it, and then he like, he like deepened that idea by like, uh, like, enforcing that right like being like yeah you are you are a piece of shit you are dumb and it's it's kind of sad because I think a lot of ways that people are brought up like with parents that are abusive we get set up to fall into those relationships and you know you do see like young people that get in relationships with, with abusive adults come from abusive childhoods it's like they're kind of looking for somebody to continue saying the same shit that their parents said to them as they grow up right and the interesting thing is, like, looking back, I'm like, this person was a horrible, horrible person, would have ruined my life if I stayed with them. 
But during their relationship, I was very much like, oh, I'm going to get married. And this is like my partner because it was my first relationship. And I, I just didn't know how to deal with the devastation of breaking up with somebody. And it just was like unfathomable to me at that age that I could even recover from like a, a breakup. And this is also the danger because I think this is where a lot of young girls get into relationships that they they get stuck in permanently right like they have a kid with somebody and then that's it five kids later you know it's they're they're 48 and work you know didn't go to college which is like basically almost what happened to me but um but um i like i can't believe looking back like how bad this relationship was but in my head i was like this is it this is the one for me and i'm very glad that i got out of it also i want to like mention really quick this is also when i had an abortion so if i did not have that abortion i would have been <laughs> i would have had like literally the worst life mary's the worst person right now um so th thank god for fucking abortion like and you know this is why i'm like a big advocate of it because I, I mentioned this on the abortion episode, if you want to check it out. I think it was like maybe two or three months ago. Um, the people are like talk shit about abortion. But what you don't realize is that people who are getting an abortion, there's been years of things and choices and abuse from their family and the society and their partners that led up to that point. Right. Like <clears throat> like if I didn't have an abusive childhood that made me fall into an abusive relationship um i would have never been at that place where i needed to have an abortion but it, all this shit started to like happening when i was a fucking kid and i think that's like very important if we're gonna like take away abortion as this like uh emergency option for young women or any anybody we have to like take big steps to resolve all these like abusive situations that happen to young people before we pull the plug on the emergency option right like whatever you feel about abortion i always think it's great like no matter what like whether it's somebody that whoever it is i think anyone should get an abortion but but if you look at all the people that are doing it you know as this emergency procedure we have to make sure that their lives are never gonna send them and like take them to this uh place where it's like they need to do this right anyway um so that's what happened to me yeah and then by, by that time i was 20 and then had a bunch of other crappy relationships but at that point i was like fucked up from years of uh just lowest self-esteem ever and oh wait i just want to talk about how that affected my personality and then i think that's about it <sighs> um so how that affected my personality like basically you know the low self-esteem thinking that i was shit and the interesting thing is you know obviously i was like 17 to 20 i was like very attractive in this like way that the world says women are attractive and i've never in my life felt uglier never in my life felt like fatter and disgust more disgusting at and it's like really sad like that part where i'm supposed to be enjoying my youth you know like having these little cute relationships with other people that are 17 and 18 you know or even even before then 16 or you know i know i don't know if people feel okay with teenagers having sex but like if i was 
if I wanted to, I should have been having those relationships with people my own age. And like just thinking back, I'm like, I never had sex with people my own age, you know? And I mean, now basically everyone that I see is like around around the same age as I am, but like I couldn't do that as a or like a young child. And I have like so many friends that I have friends that like got in relationships with their teachers when they were that age and stayed in and I have a lot of friends that had like long relate like similar to me like long relationships that started when they were teenagers and like went on into their 20s with much older men and um the thing that we all had to fight was that the fact that we were um we started we were like taken advantage of as young children for the fact that we were so malleable and these older men found us because they wanted to like control and shape us into being what they thought was the best partner. And so we stayed in that for years. And then when you come out of it, there's like, you're like so behind everybody else your age, you know, like I came out of it as a 20 year old, like probably with the same sort of self-esteem issues as a 16 year old, you know, like I didn't have this like growth that, other people got to experience and oh god it was just so damaging to me and it like really put me back in terms of um how I start romantic relationships anyway I feel like this is getting rambly this has been like kind of a difficult discussion so I apologize if it's been rambly but I sort of just wanted to get it off my chest I was gonna organize the discussion but I was like I don't know if I can like sit through and really think about this and if I do I'll probably not record it so I just decided to record it when it was like fresh in my head so I hope it was like sort of easy to follow I think I had so many other things that I wanted to say but but I I I don't know I think I think I said most most of the stuff that I wanted to get off my chest I guess just you know like just to wrap it up and sort of put in one place what I think the important parts of this discussion are are you know what just just because it's very common doesn't mean it's normal I'm not normal not harmful just because it's common doesn't mean it's not harmful you know like very bad things and mental illnesses are very common you know it doesn't mean that we have to accept it uh and then I think another important point is we should listen to the people that went through these relationships that were the younger people Um, And then we shouldn't view them as, you know, like slutty, over-sexualized sluts that like lured older men into their whatever manipulative like powers. That's not true. Um, That's just a weird, I think, belief that a lot of people have. Um, And then another thing is, I guess those are the main points. And then whatever the hell I was talking about at the end, you know, like people, people, Oh, like the uh, the last thing I think is that that is an important point is that men who date children of this age, you know, they'll they'll try to pretend that it's about physical appearance. Like, oh, they're so hot because they're so young. And yes, that obviously has something to do with it. But I think we have to be really honest and just admit that it's about power and control. Right. And manipulating. And I really hope that if you are a young person in this kind of relationship and you listen to this, this helped you because, you know, what happened to me is that 
I had to figure, I had to break through from this like manipulative situation on my own. And it took me years to recover, years. And it, years after I had horrible relationships and just so much more abuse. And I just, I, I believe in you that you're smarter than me and you're stronger than me. And I hope that for you, if you are listening to this in this situation. Uh, and like I said, it maybe, oh, another oh, last thing that I, I'm going to say, and then I'm going to go. What I realized talking to people um, that were in the same situation as me, and they're adults now, uh, a lot of adult women, they will tell, they will say to me, that wasn't abusive. That was a great relationship that I had with this person. And he taught me so much. And, you know, I like that could very well be true. It's like not that 100% is valid. And if that's how you feel and you're listening to this, like you think I'm nuts, I that's valid. But I encourage you to, if you know anybody that's like in your vicinity, that's like 28 years old and 15 or 16 I just I encourage you to see those two people standing together just you know as a as a fun little exercise and maybe you know there's part of you that bought this lie that you as a female child was the bad guy but you know, an overly sexualized child that lured an adult man into uh, temptation. But I, I highly doubt that. And I, and I think, you know, it might be true that that relationship was okay for you. But there is also a huge possibility that it was deeply damaging and that might be like too painful for you to look at straight in the face. I, am I the one to say that? No, I'm just saying one of those could be true neither of them could be true but that's like up to you to look at it and think about that anyway thank you so much for listening to harry butthole podcast i have a patreon at patreon.com slash harry butthole where if you um, subscribe you can submit your ideas for future episodes if you don't feel like subscribing please feel free to leave a comment on the instagram which is harry butthole podcast and I haven't really been getting a lot of suggestions on Patreon. So if you, you know, if you don't want to donate, you can leave a comment and I'll probably talk about it soon. I think I did all the ones that were already in the comments and I will see you on Friday. If you want to follow me on social media, um, I'm at YM Mayor everywhere except TikTok, which is Young Me Mayor. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.